Thank you for tuning into the Chapel Valley Church Podcast. Today we wanted to share a special teaching from Pastor Jeremiah Jenin. We hope this message encourages you and builds a deeper level of faith in you. Thank you for joining us and enjoy this message. Well, good morning, everybody. Good morning. Welcome to Chapel Valley. It's good to have you with us today. And uh, we are so excited for what the Lord has for us. Um, he's already He's already speaking to us. He's already here. Amen. Amen. And we also want to welcome those who are joining us online. And um, I'm going to actually, this morning as I was just praying and seeking the Lord, I, I felt like the Lord gave us the scripture uh, because something we, we do is we bring our tithes and offerings to the Lord. We like to give, we, we give the Lord our first and our best. And Proverbs chapter three, verse six says, seek his will in all you do, and he will show you which path to take. Don't be impressed with your own wisdom. Instead, fear the Lord and turn away from evil. Then you will have healing for your body and strength for your bone. Honor the Lord with your wealth and with the best part of everything you produce. In other words, when you honor the Lord with your best, it honors him. Did you know that? When we give the Lord of our best, it honors him. Verse 10 says, Then he will fill your barns with grain and your vats will overflow with good wine. My child, don't reject the Lord's discipline and don't be upset when he corrects you for the Lord corrects those he loves just as a father corrects a child in whom he delights. You know, I, I find it interesting that the first, the first thing that is mentioned after talking about giving your offerings and giving your best to the Lord is discipline. Right. And it's so interesting, but it's it's so true because uh, it's saying here, don't be upset when the Lord corrects you. How many of you know if Jesus doesn't have your finances, then he really doesn't have your heart. And if we aren't people that are willing to give him of our best, not just of our finances, the best of our time, the time with our family. The the, our 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 uh, our agendas, our to do lists are the best of our day right? Those are the ways that we bring honor to him. And so I want to encourage you as we bring our tithes and offerings to the Lord, number one, it is giving to him our first. It's giving him our best and that brings him honor and he deserves it, right? Because he's given everything for us. And so he is worthy of our everything. And so I just want to pray over our tithes and offerings. And so if you would have your offerings, you can give online at chapelvalley.org slash give. You can give in the offering box located at the entrance of the sanctuary. But I'm just going to pray over our tithes and offerings. Father, we thank you for your faithfulness. And Lord, as we were just worshiping you and being in your presence, Lord, we, we are overwhelmed with your goodness in our lives. And you've given us so much, Lord, that it's our honor and joy to give you all that we have. And so, Lord, we don't want to hold anything back from you, Jesus, because you gave us everything. And we worship you and we bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Well, a couple of just uh, uh, quick announcements. We did want to first thank everybody who was able to join us last week for our Christmas decorating party. Uh, you guys like the Christmas decorations? It is post-Thanksgiving, so you can't get mad, okay? If, if, if that's you, if you're one of those, that's okay, because um, I'm halfway there with you. I think I'm somewhere in the middle. But can we just thank those that joined us for that? And then also, yeah, let's thank them this morning. It's awesome. It was a lot of fun. And then also thank you to those who helped us prepare and serve meals for Full and Focused on Thanksgiving Day. Can we thank those that helped serve in that way? Just showing our love and appreciation to our police. Um, that's an awesome way uh, to just demonstrate the love of Jesus. And then also this week is post-Thanksgiving. December is this week, which means Christmas in the Park is also this week. All right. Christmas in the park is this Saturday. We are he having it here at the church and we are so excited. And that's the video that you just saw was the Christmas in the park recap from a couple years ago. But we believe this is such a, an important and strategic way that we get to demonstrate the love of Jesus to those in our community. And we have had uh, so many people reach out to us online from our website saying how glad they are that it's back. They, they look forward to it every year. There's people that are RSVPing. There's people that are saying, you know, what do I need to do to get a tree, right? Like there's all this 
excitement. And in those moments, right, people can come with one thing, but how many of you know we have something to bring to every person, right? We've been given something, we've been given Jesus, and we can bring that wherever we go. And so those conversations that we get to have with people as they come in, as we get to pray with them and hear their story and what they are going through, not only do we get to pray with them, but we are also giving away a hundred Christmas trees to families that would like. And that is just another beacon, an awesome way to represent hope and have something in their home that they get to look to. Okay. (laughs) We can thank my son for that one. That sounds like you just wanted to start the slow clap, right? Um, Yeah. It is an awesome beacon of hope, and and on those trees, we get to attach those gift-a-tree tags, those tree tags, where we get to write a prayer, um, we get to write an encouraging verse, we get to really invest into them um, and, and demonstrate the love of Jesus. I would encourage you, if you have not already gifted a tree, or maybe you've gifted a tree, Our goal really is to have 100% of those gifted and 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 have a tag behind them that has been prayed over, that has been filled out, uh, because we believe that that's that's that that's going to make a difference. And so, if you've already sponsored a tree, or if you have not sponsored a tree, you can do that. Um, Just go on chapelvalley.org/give. But we have heard testimonies of families that say, "Thank you for the tree. We didn't know what we were going to do." But they also say thank you for that tag that's on that tree. That's our favorite ornament every year. And they leave them on the trees and they collect them and they attach them. And that is just such a great way to bring Jesus right into their home. Okay? And so we want you to be a part of that. We have, we have so far sponsored 26 out of the 100 trees. Our goal is to, set, is to sponsor 100% of the trees. 100% of the trees. And so you can do that on our website, chapelvalley.org slash connect. And you might be thinking, yeah, you can do it here. You can, you can also do it in person at the desk, at the welcome desk. Thank you, Susie. Um, you can do that after service and you can fill out your tag right here. And so let's be sure to do that. Um, because you know what? I don't want to be filling out a hundred tree tags. I want us to all fill out a tree tag, okay? I don't want to be the only person bringing Jesus to people's homes. I want you guys to bring Jesus, and so please consider doing that. Um, That would be fantastic. All right. All right. Who's excited for the word this morning? I am excited. I am excited because I feel like the Lord has something so, so precious and so special, and I think he's already given us a glimpse of it this morning, of just being in his presence and we are, we've been in a series called Kingdom Come, and we're wrapping that series up today. We're going to be moving into our Christmas series next week. But we've been out of the scripture, out of Matthew chapter 6, verse 33, where Jesus says, but seek first. Everybody say first. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. And, I, and we've been talking about some of the benefits of seeing his kingdom established in our lives and really what it takes to see his kingdom flourish and grow wherever we go. And there are many benefits that happen when we prioritize his kingdom, but in order for us to see those kingdom benefits, it requires a transformed heart, a heart that truly desires to to be with him, to seek him, and to see him move in our lives. You know, if you were to ask people in church, do you want God to move in your life? I think most people would say absolutely, without hesitation. But how many of you know for his kingdom be it to be established and for his kingdom power to move in our lives, it requires our full attention. It requires self-sacrifice. And it requires for us to refuse to be distracted by everything else that is going on in our lives and seeking him first. Amen. And so we're wrapping up this series. Um, and today we're talking about fighting for his presence. Fighting for his presence. Everybody's like, oh man, it's on. It's game on today. Tell somebody next to you, it's game on. Game on. All right, Luke chapter 10, and we're going to start at verse 38. This is a story that probably many of you have heard before, but it gives such a beautiful picture of what Jesus is looking for. Luke chapter 10, starting at verse 38 says, now it happened as they went that he entered a certain village. Jesus entered a certain village. And a certain woman named Martha welcomed Jesus into her house. 
And she had a sister called Mary, who also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. But Martha was distracted. Everybody say distracted. Martha was distracted with much serving. And she approached him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Therefore, tell her to help me. And Jesus answered and said to her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and troubled about many things. But one thing is needed. And Mary has chosen that good part, which will not be taken away from her. Notice, we see here there's the story of two sisters with two totally different encounters, two totally different experiences And sometimes we read this story and we think, you know, Mary was the one that really loved Jesus, right? Like she was the super Christian and Martha, eh, not so much, right? She was just kind of Christian or something like that, right? We read this and think like, well, Martha just didn't have all all of, all of, all of, Jesus didn't have all of Martha's heart, right? But how many of you know that's not what we see here? In fact, it says Martha was the one that welcomed Jesus into her house. And also, Martha was the one that was preparing a place. And so, and and it even says that Martha was also the one who would sit at the feet of Jesus. And so we see that this really isn't about, uh, you know, their heart or their love, but there was a choice that was made. And this is what I want us to notice today, and this is what I believe the Lord is wanting to point out to each one of us. You see, Martha knew how to welcome Jesus. Into, the, into her presence. But Mary knew how to stay there. I'm going to say it again because that was really good. Martha knew how to welcome Jesus' presence. But Mary knew how to stay there. And I think that there's something that Jesus wanted to point out in this moment. And there's something that the Lord is inviting us into. To be people that not just experience the presence of God but to be people that stay in his presence, that entertain his presence, that push aside all of the other distractions and fight for his presence. Because how many of you know there's a fight? There's a fight. Because the cares of this world are heavy. They're real. In fact, oftentimes the things that are going on around us seem like the most important thing. But I want you to notice what Jesus is saying here. Jesus is saying, Martha, Martha, you are distracted. You have good intentions. You welcome me into your house. But Mary knows how to stay in my presence. And she has chosen what cannot be taken from her. Oh, that we would be people that don't just come in and experience the presence of God and then just go back out and live our lives like we always do with our own plan and our own agenda, but that we would be people that entertain his presence wherever we go because we give him our first. We give him our attention. We give him the first of our, the best part of our day, right? Why? Because our heart is his. It belongs to him. Amen? And so when we read this story, it's not so much about who loved Jesus more. When we read this, it's, it's really better to equate it to two people who are going to church. Both people can come to church and sit at the feet of Jesus. They both love the Lord, but they respond very differently to his presence. Verse 39 says, And Martha had a sister called Mary, who also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. But Martha was distracted with much serving. And she approached him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Therefore, tell her to help me. Notice Martha thinks that her sister's being irresponsible, right? Like, Lord, I I know this is important, and so I've got to make it happen. I've got to make things happen for you. And, And we can get so consumed about all the other things around us that we miss who who it's really all about in the first place. You see, Martha, when she's saying this, she's saying, Mary is, my sister is being irresponsible because she's only focused on you. And I think if, if, if Martha really knew what Jesus was going to respond and the way he was going to respond, she wouldn't have said it this way. But notice what Jesus says in verse 41. Jesus says, Martha, Martha, 
you are worried and troubled about many things. Let me tell you, if Jesus has to say your name twice, you know something's different. Right? It's like when you're growing up and, and your, your mom, maybe you're doing something you're not supposed to be doing and your mom uses both your first and your middle name. You know it's important, right? There is weight to what is being said. Am I the only one that was getting in trouble, right? Or doing things that I wasn't? When your mom used your first and your middle name, you had, she had your attention. Amen? And so here's Jesus and he's saying, Martha, Martha. Now I, I sometimes read that and I think he's, he, I, I picture him saying like, you know, like this, like Martha, Martha, shaking his head. But I actually wonder if, if it, it could have been more like Martha. Martha. You know, sometimes we don't hear what Jesus is really saying to us because we're so distracted. Where we get so busy about all the other things, we don't hear him calling. But how many of you remember Jesus says, behold, I stand at the door and knock. The question is, is are we hearing him? Are we giving space to hear his voice, to hear what he is speaking to us. And so Martha, here's Martha. She's in the presence of the Lord, but she is distracted. Now, I was putting this together, and I really wanted to bring this into current terms. And so I came up with a, just a little paraphrase of really what Jesus was saying. This is what Jesus was saying. He was saying, Martha, Martha, you've been distracted with all your emails. Here I am. I'm calling out, but you're on your phone. And there's many things going on, but you keep texting over and over. And then when you're done texting, you get on Facebook. Martha, you keep responding to everyone else but me. You know, we can get so easily distracted. How many of you know, how many of you would say you come to church and you're like, man, I need to spend more time in the word. I need to pray more often. And you leave here feeling like I'm going to do it, right? Like I am going to be with the Lord and I'm going to spend time with him. And then you leave and you go out and maybe you even sit down to do it. And then all of a sudden your phone vibrates. Right? Anybody else know what I'm talking about? And you, maybe you forgot to put it on airplane mode and now you check one thing and then all of a sudden you're checking five things and it's notification after notification. How many of you know there are so many things that are after your time? Right? I mean, you, you think about it and I, I, I sometimes try to get, I get to the end of the week and I'm like, where did, where did the time even go? Right? I mean, so many things. I mean, technology. How many of you are thankful for technology, right? But how many of you know you can have many, spend a lot of your time troubleshooting technology? Isn't that right? Especially if you're a Windows user, right? Right? If you have a PC. You can spend most of your time trying to just get the printer to work, right? So much time can go into those things. Or things like entertainment, where we watch movie after movie, right? Or, and we just get addicted, and right now it's Christmas time, and so all the Christmas movies are on, and so I'm going to watch all the Christmas movies, and we just absorb ourselves and give ourselves over to that. Or maybe it's, you know, social media, and we go to Facebook, and we say, Facebook, tell, tell me what my life should look like, right? Or we go to Instagram, we say, tell me who I really am. And we spend all of our time going to these other avenues, and what we don't recognize is that the time we spend is really our life. And when we spend time, you spend life. And once you spend it, it's spent. You see, none of the things that we're talking about are bad in of themselves. Right? Jesus wasn't saying to Martha, Martha, you know, you really shouldn't be cooking. That's a sin. In fact, you shouldn't cook. You shouldn't eat. How many of you know Jesus didn't say that? Jesus isn't saying that you, you can't do these things. But Jesus was talking about a heart issue. That so oftentimes, we give so little to the one who has given us everything. The one who gave everything just so he could be with us. The one who gave his life. Think about this. God, who loved us so much that he sent his son, Jesus, to be with us here on earth. God himself became human, like you and me. And he lived a perfect life. And he gave his life and was beaten 
was tortured, his blood was shed, and he died on the cross. And on the third day, he was raised to life. He overcame death so that we could have life with him forever. And now the Bible says he made him who knew no sin to become sin for us that we might become righteous. Think about that. Jesus loved us so much that he gave everything so that you and I can be in right standing with Almighty God. So that we can be with Him. And we get distracted. We make it about the other things. We go about our to-dos. We go about our priorities. And we say, I gotta get to this first and then. But aren't you thankful that's not what Jesus did to us? He wants nothing more than to have people who would put him first because he puts us first. He loves us and he cares for us. And so none of these things are bad. But I mean, you know, that time just goes away. It goes away. And sometimes, I mean, if you find yourself, and maybe you've been here before, I know I've been, and I'll be sitting and I'll be doing something meaningless or just kind of like letting my brain go to that place, that numb place where I don't have to think or feel anything. You guys know what I'm talking about, right? Where you're just kind of in a zone. And something on the inside says, not guilt, but something on the inside says, when's the last time you heard from the Lord? When's the last time I was in his presence just to receive from him? And I believe this is what the Lord is inviting us into, that we would fight for his presence the way he fought for us. That we would maybe just reevaluate some things. And maybe rather than making him the last part of our day, maybe we say, no, Lord, you get the first part of my day. I'm going to make sure that I'm sure that I'm sure that you get my first, that you get my best because you deserve it, because you gave it all for me. That we would just begin to reevaluate and make it such a priority that we would say, God, without your presence, I have nothing. Without, without time in your presence, it's all meaningless. That I don't, I can't function the way that I've been, I've been created to function. I can't do the things that you've called me to do if I'm not spending time with you. You see, how many of you know that when you are born again, the Spirit of God comes on the inside? And not, and not only has He given you a new spirit, He's also given you something to give to other people. He gives you and has empowered you to speak words into the lives of others to preach the gospel to others, to pray over others, and to see miracles happen, to see heaven come down in a moment and change someone's life forever. How many of you know that if you are born again, that is accessible to you? That God wants to use you to touch other people, to encourage people, to love on people, to speak a timely word. But if we don't spend time in the presence of the Lord, how many of you know we're running on empty? If we're not spending time receiving from him and we, and we just keep sucking in all of the world's counsel, all of the world's advice, or maybe we just spend all the time, all of our time consuming the world's entertainment and pleasures and comfort. And when times come, when somebody needs a touch from Jesus, what do we have to give? The same thing that the world has to give. The same advice as the world. But we've been given something more. We've been, I said we've been given something more. And so this is something that is accessible to us. And so here is Martha. Jesus comes into her house. And she feels the most important thing that she can do isn't to just be with him. The most important thing I can do is to serve him. That doesn't sound so bad, does it? But how many of you know you can spend a lot of time doing ministry, but not actually 
being with him. You can spend a lot of your life trying to do things for God rather than being a child of God. And really what what Jesus is after is the latter. Is he saying, no, no, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Seek me. Be with me. Spend time in my presence. Spend time sitting at my feet. Give, bringing worship and praise to me. Spend time in my presence. And what does he say? And all these things will be added to you. How many of you know God knows exactly what you need? Better than what you need. You may think you know what you need, but God really knows what you actually need. And when we put him first, he says, all these things will be added to you. Jesus is coming to Martha and he's saying, Martha, you are distracted with a lot of things. How many of you know we're talking about fighting for his presence? Fighting for his presence. How many of you know it's a spiritual battle to be in the presence of the Lord? Amen. I mean, you wake up early in the morning and all of a sudden it's just like, well, I can seek the Lord laying down. That's a mistake. And then two hours later, it's like, oh, I'm I'm late for work, right? It's a spiritual battle. Because there is a real adversary that is focused on not allowing you to be in his presence. That wants to keep you from his presence. That wants you to keep you out of his word from receiving his word and and hearing it and believing it and having it in your heart. Why? Because the enemy knows that if he can keep his word out of your heart, then you're just like everybody else. But if you get your word in your heart, how many of you know you can overcome anything the adversary throws at you? And so there is a spiritual battle taking place in the heavens to keep you from coming to church, from being in his word, from spending time in prayer, from falling on your knees and giving him worship, from pouring out that adoration, that praise that he is worthy of. I don't know about you, but when we were in our time of worship, that was refreshing to me. That when we spend time worshiping and praising and with a sincere heart and in spirit and in truth, he's like filling us up and it's giving me what I really need. I don't know about you, but sometimes my body says, you just need to lay down, right? But what I really need is to spend time in his presence. And so if we can get the word in our heart, the enemy can't handle you. And so Jesus comes to Martha's house to minister to her, but she is distracted by serving him and others. And look at what Jesus says in verse 41. It says, Jesus answered and said to her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and troubled about many things. And notice what Jesus says. But one thing is needed. One. Just one. You know, I was watching some football yesterday. I love football. No, I don't love it. I like it a lot. Okay, but I really like it. But they like, sometimes, you know, in the fourth quarter, they'll hold up the four, right? They all do it together to say, this is it. This is the, this is the end. This is our stand, right? The Badgers did not do that very well yesterday. Okay, but they did this. But Jesus is here in this moment, and he's saying, listen, just one thing is needed. You're distracted with a lot of things that you think are important. And you're trying to solve them the way that you think is best. But Jesus is saying one thing is needed. And notice what he says. One thing is needed. And Mary has chosen that good part which will not be taken away from her. What did Mary choose? To be with him. To sit at his feet. To receive from him. To hear his word. Hanging on every breath. Because his breath is life. In his presence is fullness of joy. One thing is needed. We need to be people who don't just welcome his presence, then go back. 
but to be people who entertain him. Not by performing tricks or having to prove our worth. He's already made us worthy. The way that we spend time with him is we choose him. We choose him. Notice what Mary says. Mary has chosen. Everybody say chosen. Think how many times throughout our day we don't choose him. I'm not trying to make us feel guilty. I'm just trying to really help us understand our rhythms, our pattern, and what the Lord is inviting us into. And he's saying, will you just be people who just choose me? That I would be your source. That I would be your ultimate. That when you're going through things, that you wouldn't look to your friends, that you wouldn't look to advice from your family, that you wouldn't just go to your boss or your coworkers, that you wouldn't go to Reddit. That's a forum for advice and topics and all these other things. That you wouldn't go to Google. Let's say that one. Everybody knows what Google is. That you wouldn't go to Google, but that we would be people that go to him. Amen? We must choose that good part which will not be taken away. You want to know what's important? It's this. You want to know how to see his kingdom rule and reign established in your life? It's this right here. You want to know how to see his power released in your life, to see the supernatural happen? You want to know how people can go to people and encourage them and pray over them, and God moves, and he's, wherever they go, it's like his, there's this, the spirit of the Lord is upon them. You want to know how that happens? It's this. That we would be people that sit at the feet of Jesus because he really is the answer. All the inadequacies that you feel, all of the problems that you face, the, the, the voices that you hear that say you're, you're not good enough, that you won't measure up, every single thing, Jesus is saying, will you just look to me and choose that one thing that matters most? Amen? Uh, you know, we're coming up on a new year and my wife in her infinite wisdom said, I don't want to wait till New Year's to make a change in my life. I want to hit the new year running, right? I want to hit the ground running and I want to make the change now. And we are approaching this new year rather quickly. And I would love for us, it would be a dream for me that we would all choose to be people who sit at the feet of Jesus. To be people who want nothing more than just to be in his presence. That, yeah, maybe church is going to go a little long, but I don't care because I just need to be in his presence. I need to spend time in worship. I need to spend time acknowledging who he is, reminding myself of what he's done. That when I'm singing songs, I'm not just going through the motions. I'm declaring his goodness in my life. Sometimes we need to be reminded of that, but sometimes we just need to say it again. Why? Because he's worthy. Amen? That we would be a people that sit at the feet of Jesus. That we would be people that would make the tough decisions. That would then, when opportunities arise to do other things, to be distracted, that we would be people that aren't distracted, but that we would choose to sit at the feet of Jesus because He is everything. He is everything. This would be a time that we would fight for His presence. Amen. I'm going to close with this, but I'm going to invite you to turn there if you have your Bibles, Mark chapter 4. And this is the parable where Jesus is talking about the sower sows the word, right? You guys know what I'm talking about? And some throw the seed on good ground, some throw it on rocky ground, some sow in the midst of thorns. And this is really a representation of the different ways people receive his word. But I want you to notice what Jesus says in Mark chapter 4 in verse 14. He, Jesus says, the sower sows the word, the word that was received, the word that was spoken. The truth, okay? The sower sows the word. And these are the ones by the wayside where the word is sown. When they hear, Satan comes when? Immediately. When they hear, Satan comes immediately and takes away the word that was sown 
in their hearts. I, I, I want you to notice, and this is just a full disclaimer on this whole parable, Jesus never even refers to people that never heard the word. Because Jesus is saying, listen, if you're not receiving the word, then you don't have a chance. But he is saying, if you receive the word, you've got to watch out for this. I love how the Lord has given us the enemy's playbook here. Because how many of you have ever gone to church and on the way home you get in a fight with your spouse or your children? And you forget everything that the Lord just said. Anybody else? Or is this just me? This is just me? Okay. (laughs) Oh, Jesus, I need more time right here. Okay. Right? When does the enemy come? Immediately. When you hear the what? The word. There is a strategy from the adversary to get the word, the good news of the gospel of Jesus, out of your heart immediately. And notice what he says here in verse 18. These are the ones sown among the thorns. They are the ones who heard the word. And this is what we're talking about here today. And the cares of this world. And this is a big one. The deceitfulness of riches. And the desires for other things entering in choke the word and it becomes unfruitful. Let me tell you, if we allow our time with the Lord to be choked, we become unfruitful. And there is no reason any believer in the body of Christ should ever be unfruitful. Because he is life. He says, be of good cheer. I've overcome the world. That means if we spend time in his presence, then we too will overcome the world. But how many of you know we've got to get our priorities in order? There is never a time where we should be unfruitful as believers. Because the the word says that we, when we are planted in him, when we spend time in his presence, we become like a tree planted by rivers of living water, which bears fruit in its season. Every believer is to bear fruit. The word of God works for everyone. And I want us to go back because Mary understood something. She she had the computer going off in the background. Jesus is welcomed in. And all of a sudden, her phone vibrates. The computer goes off and says, you've got mail. People are in the corner are talking about what's happening on their Twitter feed or their fantasy football team. And all these other things going on around her. But notice, Mary understood something in that moment. She made a choice to spend time sitting at the feet of Jesus. And so verse 19 says, The cares of this world, the deceitfulness of riches, and the desires for other things enter in, choke the word, and it becomes unfruitful. This word cares in verse 19 is related to the Greek word divided. It means when we get consumed about other things other than what God has put in front of us, the word that we have received, we have a divided mind. You're saying, you may be saying, I need to go to church more often. I need to get in the word. I need to pray. I need to worship. I'm feeling down. I need to look to him. I need to lift my head to Jesus and spend time at his feet. And you're saying all these things, but then all of a sudden that divided part of you comes in and says, yeah, but you got to go to that game though. Or you had dinner plans with so-and-so. Yeah, but you, you know, you're going to, you're, you're, you're supposed to spend time with friends right now. See, none of those things are bad, but this is saying that when we allow ourselves to get distracted by cares or worries, the word of God gets choked and you become unfruitful. I don't know about you, but I want to be a fruitful believer in Christ Jesus, who has been empowered by the Spirit, who has a heart that's been transformed by God, who has been renewed and is becoming more and more like Jesus every day. Anybody else? And so we can't come in here, receive, feel good, and just go back to normal. We need to protect the word we've been given. We need to protect it. We need to receive it. 
And the best way we do that, it's spending time with him. Let him remind us, turn to him, look to him, spend time in his presence. You see, one thing is needed. One thing is needed. His name is Jesus. The psalmist says in Psalm 27, One thing I have desired of the Lord, that will I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord, and to inquire in his temple. Verse 8 says, When you said, Seek my face. Notice, when you said, seek my face, my heart said, your face, Lord, I will seek. Oh, man, what? That's ins- that inspires me. That when God calls and says, hey, I, w- I, need, I want you to spend some time with me, I know what's coming into your life. I know what's on the horizon. I know what you've been through. Jesus is calling. He's saying, would you just come and spend time with me? I know all reason, all logic would say you don't have the time. You don't have the energy. But when Jesus calls and said, would you just come and spend some time alone with me, that we would be people. When, when you say your feast, come seek your face, that I would be someone that says your face, Lord, I will seek. And sometimes we come to church and we can't even go to church without being distracted. We'll spend time in the presence of the, of the Lord and, and we just, uh, we sit in church and we're distracted. We're scrolling on our phones. We're not receiving the word. And it's, it's as though as if sitting in a seat and clocking in is what matters. And it's not really about hearing the Spirit of God. I don't know about you, but we come into His presence to hear what no one else can tell us. We come into His presence to hear words where the Spirit speaks to us in real time. Because how many of you know these aren't just words that were written in a book 2,000 years ago? The Holy Spirit is speaking to us right now. And as I'm speaking, you're hearing my words, but the Holy Spirit is speaking to you and he might be showing you things, things that he's promised, dreams that he's put in you, adjustments that need to be made and that we would be people that say, Lord, I I hear you. And Lord, I pray that it wouldn't just be rocky, thorny ground. I'm not going to get it choked. I'm not going to get distracted, but I'm going to spend time continuing to give you thanks and being at your feet, receiving what you have given me. Amen. Second Corinthians, and I'm going to close with this, I promise. Second Corinthians chapter 10 says, For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Jesus Christ. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty in God for pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments. What are arguments? Oh, you got to see this real quick. Oh, yeah, just, just real quick. I know, you, I know I, I, I'm, not, I'm coming to the Lord. I know I'm going to church. I know I'm sitting and I'm hearing these things, but I just got to check this out real quick. How many of you know spiritual warfare is verbal warfare? And the enemy is going to try to keep you from receiving his word, from giving it the proper attention that it deserves. And the way that we, the way that we confront the adversary isn't just with, oh, I can do this, I can do this. How many of you know spiritual warfare is verbal warfare? And the book of James says that your body follows your tongue. And so when those times come and you're, that distraction is creeping in or you have those random thoughts and you, you want to go take care of some business just real quick and then you're going to come back. How many of you know we can just lift our heads and we can lift our hands and we can say, Jesus, I need to hear from you today. Jesus, I need to, I'm looking to you today. Jesus, I don't know about you, but when I lift my hands and I worship, everything else starts to become irrelevant. All the things that I came in concerned with are no longer as big of a problem. That we would look to him. This is what Jesus is inviting us to. This is where Jesus wants us to be. Not as a legalistic expectation, but as an endless invitation of possibilities of his kingdom established in our lives. Thank you. It was good. Everybody else was like, well, it wasn't that good. (laughs) No, it was. Listen, how many of you know temptation is not always a sinful temptation? Temptation from the adversary is just to get you off track. 
to keep you receiving from receiving the things that God has for you, to keep you from being the person that God has created you to be. You see, sinful temptation is not always a sinful temptation. It's whatever the enemy can do to keep you from actually receiving the word and being in his presence. But how many of you know today the Lord is speaking to us and he's exposing things in our hearts? And he's showing us that we don't need to settle for anything less. And that the place that we need to be is right here. Is to be at the feet of Jesus. Receiving from him. Allowing him to bring healing to your life. Looking to him as the answer. And let me tell you, Jesus is so good that when you spend time at his feet, he begins to speak things to you. Some of you might be like, man, I've never heard God speak to me. I would say you need to choose him first. You need to choose to not be distracted. You need to choose to be at his feet. To spend time in his presence and allow that soothing to come. Allow that life to be poured in. How many of you know, we, so, I don't know about you, but sometimes I, I, I treat God like a commander and I just go, God, what do you want me to do? And then I just want to go do it. But how many of you know, he's not concerned about what I can do. He's just concerned about me. And he wants to give life when we come into his presence. You guys tracking with me today? This is good. But this is his heart. My heart is that every time you come and hear the word here is that you wouldn't hear me, that you would always see Jesus. And I believe he's given us such a clear picture of what he wants more than anything. One thing is needed. Oh, that we would choose him. Oh, if we just choose him. In fact, can we do this right now? Just let's close our eyes. And let's just fix our eyes on the Lord. And just tell him right now, just maybe under your breath or in your own words, say, Jesus, I choose you today. I refuse to be distracted anymore. I refuse to be caught up in my agendas, in my to-dos. I don't want my time with you to be choked anymore. But I want to be someone who chooses you and who sits at your feet. We choose you, Jesus. You are the way. You are the truth. You are life. We give you thanks. How many know we're talking about fighting for his presence? And it's not a fight with anybody. It's a choice. And I pray that we would choose him. Amen. Can we stand together this morning? We're going to, I'm just going to pray over you. We're talking about fighting for his presence. And so I want us to just right now, we're just going to continue to respond to the Lord. But can we just do this? Can we just look to him and just, again, just, just say, Lord, I'm seeking you. Lord, I hear your voice speaking to me. Lord, you're saying to seek your face. And Lord, I'm saying, Lord, that your face I will seek. Lord, that I will be a person that chooses you, that chooses to be in your presence, that chooses to entertain. Lord, I don't just want to welcome you and be done with you. No, I want to entertain you. I want you to with me wherever I go. And so, God, I don't look to myself. I don't look to my friends. I don't look to my family. I don't look to my career for my fulfillment. Jesus, you are the only thing that will satisfy. You are what we need. You are the one thing that we need. And so, Lord, we, we, we side with that today. 
We stand on that today and we say, you are my source. You are my Lord. You are the one that I follow. My master, my decision maker, the one that I need to be with every day. We love you. We choose you. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 How many of you are thankful for his word? Amen. Amen. Let's choose the Lord. This is the busiest time of year. Let's choose the Lord. Okay? Let's choose the Lord. And let's watch. Let's just watch how he continue, how he moves in our lives. How he uses us to impact the lives of others. How he fills us. When people will be looking at us and they'll be like, how are you getting through all of this? We say, well, I have Jesus. Amen. Let's look to him. All right. Well, it has been awesome to be with you. It always is. It's always such a privilege to be with you. And I, just a couple of quick things before you are dismissed and before I have you turn and love each other is, number one, don't forget, we would love for you to join us this Saturday from 10 to 2. Okay? A little earlier than 10. Maybe show up at 9. That'd be great. Okay. Um, but be there. We're welcoming people into this house. We're welcoming people into the house of the Lord. And I would love for all of us to be greeting him, greeting people along with the host of heavenly angels that will be in this place. Let's be there uh, on Saturday. Also, uh, don't forget to gift, gift a tree. Let's give a gift to someone and let's encourage them. Fill out a tree tag before you head out. Um, the last day to do that is going to be on Tuesday. So, because we need time to write, print, laminate, do all those and get them ready for attaching to the tree. So... Are we clear? We good? God is good? Yeah, amen. Amen. We love you. You're dismissed. God bless you. Thanks for listening to this week's message from Chapel Valley Church. We want to hear from you, so please take a moment to share your story by emailing us at info at chapelvalley.org. We hope you stay connected by following us online. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter by searching Chapel Valley Church. You can also stay updated by visiting our website, chapelvalley.org.